We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the beautiful USA and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu fresh, two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy, and their hamburger even won the Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. Everybody wants to get in on this. These guys take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, giving you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics or hormones. So head to HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use promo code DNVR10 for 10 percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed NVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley and Evan Rowell back on the pod to talk about the differences, I guess, in the COVID season. I don't want to say they're all good. I don't want to say they're all bad because I think we're going to land somewhere in the middle. But there are certainly a lot of opportunities to continue doing some of these stuff in future seasons for the NHL. So it's, I think we're going to see an an interesting range of opinions on some of these things today. Um, It should be interesting. Uh, And in fact, I believe there was just a giant tweet thread that was posted by somebody. Um, Gord Miller. Gord Miller. Thank you. I don't have it pulled up anymore because I had to bring up some other stuff, but Anyway, I mean, let's jump right into it. What for you two is the most interesting change in the COVID stretch? Because I think, like, are we including last year's playoffs in this talk as well? No. No, just this year? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, here's the the tweet thread from from Miller, which talks about – potential schedule matrix and continuing potentially the divisional opponents in the first two rounds of the playoffs and things like that. Yeah. I mean, let's just, let's start here. Just with 
they want to they they want they're talking about keeping kind of this year's format for the whole yep. season. Yep. Um, where it would be the top four from each division. Yeah. <clears throat> or they haven't. I mean, even if you scroll down, that third tweet down there says that they could have the top five teams and teams four and five have like a best a play of three in. play-in series. Yeah. Which. Keep in mind the the NBA had a play had the play in series uh, for last year's for the bubble last year, and they just adopted it. Well, I I mean the NHL had their somewhat of a play in as well last year. Yeah, so. but it was a little bit a little bit different. They they had the they had the you know the full like twenty four teams. Like with full play, like a, like it was like yeah, an yeah. extra round. Yeah, the there was essentially season. an entire round for sure. Yeah, the NBA's was just those couple of teams um, in the play-in, and then they just—that's just now part of the NBA playoffs. Yep. So uh, there's, I, I, I think it's a cool idea. It's an interesting idea. I think it would be. I, I don't know. I think it would be fun. Just because those those best of five series. Give all the other teams, you know, a week of rest while they take center stage. Well, they they play they play four of those best of three series to determine the fourth seed who, you know, who gets waxed by the top seeded team every year or whatever. It's I think it also shows that we saw in last year's playoffs like two of the twelve <laughs> seeds won, both the twelve seeds won or something. Was it? Yeah. So Chicago. I can't Chicago remember. definitely won. I can't remember who the other one was. Montreal. Yeah. Oh. The, the yeah. So anyway, the point being, they proved that like the lower seed of the the play in levelish guys can absolutely win those rounds. So maybe definitely, I wouldn't mind that expanding the playoffs. That'd be twenty teams, right? So if you're taking the fifth from each division, yeah. Um, I'd be fine with that. I I wouldn't. The the downside is is. Does anybody really want to watch if we were to do this this year? Does anybody really want to watch St. Louis and Arizona in the best of three? Now this <laughs> year's a little bit different because they've already played eight times. Yeah. Well, but, you know, if you look at the other divisions, I think that there would be more interesting matchups. Right. Not only do I think there are more interesting matchups, I think us in particular are very acutely aware of St. Louis and Arizona. Whereas yeah. like personally, if it ended up being Boston and New York in the four or five in the East, first yeah. of all, Boston probably crushes that matchup. The but, East is the only one that would have a somewhat interesting matchup. I mean, Nashville, Chicago, right? Or was it be, would it be Nashville, Dallas, it'd right? Be now? Dallas at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, and, but at least the, you know, I don't know. I think that could be fun. Yeah, just, no, yeah you don't. You don't seem very excited on this. No, one. like I, I, I think those little, like those little play-in series. I think they're cool, man. I think that they're fun. They're exciting. It gives it gives one more fan base something to get amped about. And you know, even if you lose in it, you know, okay, well, you're out. The I think the the big bummer would be like if there's a huge disparity in regular season points, but. I also think that this format is punishing to good teams. 
you know, the one through eight format always made sense. Because if you finish second, you know, if you have a great year, you finish second, you're facing the seventh place team. It felt appropriate, you know, like it felt good. The this whole like trying to keep it in the division and and one through four, you know, you look at you look at you you look at the the central division right now. It's a huge punishment for whichever team doesn't win that division. Yeah, they have to play a very good team. Yeah, I mean, you, Tampa, Tampa Bay, and Florida might lose that division to Carolina. Have to play each other. Their reward is playing each other. Yep. Their reward for being outstanding in the regular season would be to would be to play each other. And it's you know like this is this is like everybody loves dunking on Toronto and the first round exits and all that, but like. They've had great regular seasons just get washed away because they they were victim of being in too good of a division. For sure. And so they they end up with Boston in the first round and they get they get smoked, right? And it's like, oh well, this it's kind of nonsense. Like I'm I'm all for look, you have to it's a tough route. It's hard to win a Stanley Cup. It's not supposed to be easy. But it it like your regular season success should mean something. And if that success just means that, Oh, like, you know, they, they, they end up with a, they end up playing another team that has a hundred point season in the first round. It's like, well, this isn't first round loss. Doesn't feel good there for sure. Yeah. Like you're like, okay, like you lose in the first round and it's, it's understandable because you played such a quality opponent. Why are you playing an opponent that good in the first round? Yeah. They're the regular season is becoming more and more meaningless. It seems like, and, and now make it longer. that's what I was just going to say is like, now their solution is let's just make it longer. Potentially their solution. I guess nothing's been finalized, but yeah, I mean, it, it could be a similar situation next year where it's like, okay, well, the four and five teams that we want to get in are both awful. Like that's the solution is just having these two awful teams decide who's in, or like AJ said, one team is like significantly better than the other, but the other team gets a chance to, upset them making the regular season pretty much useless like what was the point of having 82 84 games if a three game series just going to wash that away and you don't even get to make the playoffs so yeah yes no i'm here for this this is ultimately just leading to super tournaments this is what i'm about <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh i don't know this whole division thing is just we'll get to it i i hate it right yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean I, I I do wonder about the playoffs because for for a long time the NHL has been this has always pushed for things like three point games and you can call it manufactured or not but parity across the league and parity has not been interesting this year in the NHL unless you are Arizona or St Louis the parody of the league just really hasn't been that interesting. Dallas has managed to make it interesting in the central, but the East has been decided for a month. There's been nothing too interesting there. And then the North, 
I guess you can say Calgary's making it interesting, but are they really? They have an eight-point deficit to to Montreal for the fourth spot in that division. Vancouver is the one that you keep an eye on there. That's fair. But there haven't been the close, exciting races with decent teams this year. It feels like you have a bunch of mediocre to bad teams stumbling their way into the playoffs. So did... The way the division only schedule has caused that rift, mm-hmm. and I think we would all agree that the division only schedule blows. Yeah, it's yes, uh, extra blows. <laughs> like it sucks, and nobody wants to do this for eighty games. Doing it for fifty-six games one time is like, well, we can <laughs> we can say we did <laughs> did it. <laughs> yeah, had that experience and never do it again, please. Yeah, it sucks, dude. Like eight eight games against the division opponents, just too many. You know, they had this they had a similar format where you played against the division opponents a whole bunch several years ago. I mean, that was like over a decade ago now. Yeah. yeah. And like they changed it for a reason. It just sucked. Yeah. It, I no argument there. How many series are we talking about for the Avs where it's game five and the Avs are four and one against these teams? And it's like the rest of the series doesn't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've they won six games against Anaheim, six games against Arizona. They've they got just, five yeah. against St. Louis uh, and and Minnesota. The only series that's been remotely interesting is the one against Vegas. Yeah, and like again, like the Avs ended up in an awful division. Sure, they ended up in a division where the disparity between the top and everyone else was huge. But uh, it took it took Minnesota being surprise a surprise good to bridge the gap because otherwise there's a twenty point difference between the top two teams and fourth place. Yeah, and and Colorado in the West are are to the extreme of the number of bad teams, but there's still, you still have Carolina playing Detroit eight times this year. And Detroit happens to have Carolina's number actually, but (laughs) you look, you look at every division, Washington and Pittsburgh get to play Buffalo eight times. Toronto and Winnipeg are playing Ottawa eight times. And it's just (laughs) the West, but the West has like, yeah, sure. Colorado gets to play Anaheim and Los Angeles and San Jose yeah. eight times, but even I'm saying even in the divisions that have a few bottom feeders and aren't completely weak through and through, you're still you still have a, a dozen or more throwaway games in that division that just nobody cares about. So we agree. Don't do this again. <laughs> yeah. Even so, if the in, Avs in, were in their normal central division, it would still stink because you, you're taking out vegas then who's the yeah, only but, other good yeah, team but you're, you're taking out but you're taking out vegas but you're adding in nashville and chicago and dallas like you're adding in competitive teams the abs are still on the top of that division this year you're adding in winnipeg who's second in the north right now and yeah. would not be second in the central <laughs> like i don't i mean yeah chicago is kind of fallen into what we all expected them to be but yeah. yeah but you're adding but you're adding in like you're adding in a whole slew of competitive teams and you're taking out all of these bottom feeders like and, and adding in Arizona because Arizona comes in next season oh god <laughs> <laughs> 
Robbers, thank you so much for the big super chat donation. We appreciate it a ton. If you haven't watched our show from last night, highly recommend you at least go watch the second half of it because they were good vibes from last night's show. Good feels. Yeah. So be sure to check that out. We appreciate it very much. Um, I do want to talk about the other side of the schedule before we wrap up this first period because we agree that playing your divisional opponents eight times is crazy. Yeah. But playing two game, three game sets, I don't mind. I think that's pretty cool. I I love it. I think it's the best schedule change that they have had this year. And I think it's something that they should absolutely work to bring back next year. Uh, anything that minimizes the number of unfair unfair back-to-backs yep. I think is something that they should have to consider. Uh, but I, I definitely think that the the two game series for sure, you got to bring those back. They're, those are, I think they're great. It's the only good thing about this year. And I think the players would probably agree with that too, just to make lives easier for them on travel. Yeah. I, I mean, if they go back to what they were doing, you play five games against divisional opponents a year, right? So you just do the two game homestand and then, or the three game homestand, if you're the team that gets three games that year and you just knock them out in one go and then you're done. You don't have to travel to that place again. Super easy. Makes a ton of sense. The The storylines are a lot more interesting, especially when a team is playing three games against each other. If they split the first two, there's just, there's a lot more opportunity for cool stuff to happen. You see, you get a little bit of that anger in teams when they have to play each other multiple times again. They get tired of, of playing some of the same dudes over and over. Helmets yeah, get I mean, you don't see it. You don't see it too much like early in the year. Sure. Uh, when teams, you know, now that teams are in the sixth, seventh, eighth games against opponents, you know, every face off is like salty. Well, they, that's what I'm saying is like five games of this maybe a good middle ground because by game eight, everyone both on the ice and watching it is like, please just stop. Just, just let this end. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that the, the real question is like, what do you do with the Eastern teams? What do you do with the, cause I think that if you just played, you know, you set it up so that you played the central teams would play the Pacific division teams twice. Yep. You know, and you would just have a set. Okay, they're there. It it removes it removes the idea. <laughs> Chris, just watch the very beginning of the show, brother. <laughs> um, it removes the it removes the idea of being in every city, every team visiting every city yeah, every year, I, which I know that the NHL like values, but not necessary. I just I I would agree that I don't I don't I don't think it's a necessary thing. I don't know why it's considered so valuable that, like, oh, you get to see Sidney Crosby once. You get you, you see him twice every every other year. You see him once every year. Yeah. You know, like, what's is there is there a huge difference in value in that? I not in my I, opinion, but I don't know. I for me the answer is no, but the league seems to think that it's great, and I think that's why we probably won't get this, but. I would love to just see that. Like, 
the abs the abs against the islanders is two games in denver every year it's two games in in long island every year and then do the same thing with the pacific division and that way you know it reduces it reduces the amount of it, you know it it reduces the amount of long road trips you know long western canada trips yep the eastern conference trip you know Every year, there's like, there's like three long east East Coast road trips that they have to go through. You don't have and this that are away. This from limits for three weeks. Like instead of instead of instead of doing oh you have to be in every city every year, so you you have a six game road trip where you play. You know the Avs play in six different cities. Yep. You know, fourteen days, whatever, right? Like what whatever it ends up being, but they. They fly into a city. The next day they play. They they leave at two o'clock in the morning and fly into the next city and on and on and on and on. And then by the road trip, that team loses because they're just tired. Yep. Every team loses at the end of long road road trips. It's just how it goes. And instead of that, you would get, you know, because some of those teams would come to Denver for their two game set, you could have you know, you're going to go to Washington and Pittsburgh, or you're going to do the Florida games. You go to Florida for a week. You play two in Tampa Bay, two in two in Sunrise. Well, you're good. I'm okay, done. You're done with Florida for the year. And you're out of there. Yep. And it's you get your two game sets. You don't. You can even you can sneak in a back to back. Whatever you know, whatever you have to do. Well, it's just but, a little bit less of a grind, right? Because yeah. you go back to the hotel after that first game, and you you don't have to pack up and you leave. stay. Yeah, like you just don't go to another city. Yep. I just think that I, for me, I just think that that if they end up keeping the two game series for division opponents, it will still be great. But I feel like the it would be a missed opportunity. It would be awesome if you got to. If they if they got to, you know, just take the whole season in two games. Yeah, and yeah. and just like all the way up and down, it would be great. Yep, we can take our first period break on that note. As we are brought to you by Illegal Pete's, they are back on board as. COVID starts to wind down a little bit, at least in some ways. They are open again, and we couldn't be happier to promote them. Look, they're straight up awesome. They make amazing burritos. Highly recommend you check them out. I I recommend their potato and steak, by the way. Their breakfast style is my favorite. Get on it. Do it now. They have amazing queso. They have a ton of other amazing options. There's one illegal piece literally just a couple blocks from the DNVR bar. So if you want to get them and swing on by the place to watch some sports, that's the way to do it. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Kale's Kale's all about illegal pizza over here. So (laughs) jump on it. Come get their amazing stuff. If you really want to go for ham, they can get their party margs, which are 32 ounces of their house margarita. So jump on Illegal Pete's now and also check out DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Our pick of the week, Rockies play tonight. I'm taking Herman Marquez over five and a half strikeouts, plus 105 at the moment. So easy money. Mar- Marquez, good for strikeouts. Just uh, Just trust it. Let him do his thing out there. Rockies, uh, Rockies starters have been pretty solid this year on the for the most part. It's the bullpen yeah. that's the problem. <laughs> but, it's really like the bullpen's like the biggest problem. Yeah, you know, the, the bats have been 
not great, but passable. Um, when they don't play the Dodgers, the bats are fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but look, if you want to bet a DraftKings Sportsbook, I recommend you take Marquez over on the strikeouts. You can also bet on just about anything under the sun. I saw someone was betting on European hockey earlier today out on Twitter, so shout out to them. They had like an eight-leg parlay. Good luck on that one. P.S. I think Eustace Annan's season finished yesterday, yeah. two days yeah, ago. Yeah, it just ended up, I believe. So keep an eye on that as well. Lots of interesting Avs thing going on there. Uh, yeah. Anyway, head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. You can also get 26 to 1 odds on the upcoming UFC fights when you sign up with code DNVR. Bet $5, win 130. Just pick who's going to win the belt. DraftKings Sportsbook. Download their Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR, please, to let them know we sent you. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. When you sign up, you can get that $1,000 sign-up bonus. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Uh, deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook. I think I already said that. Gambling problem, one 800 There we go. Also, be sure to sign up for a membership here at DNVR. Appreciate the the $50 Oro, but that's just about enough to get you an annual subscription to DNVR as well, which I'm sure Oro already has. But for the rest of y'all, be sure to check it out. You can get the amazing articles from AJ and Evan. You can check out all of my video content as well as other things. Of course, the rest of our beats are amazing as well if you haven't checked them out. Join us in the DNVR lounge to talk every single day too. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. A topic I'm interested to hear your guys' take on in a non-COVID season. What are your feelings on something like a taxi squad going forward in the NHL? Or rather, some sort of an expanded roster that gives teams more flexibility when it comes to working with the salary cap and, and a 23-man roster. I'm, I'm, do I think the taxi squad is dope? I, I actually agree. I think it's a very cool thing that can be very effective if you use it correctly. Without, without the, I think the thing that's made it irrelevant is the emergency loan rules. Yeah. That, because well, every night you see teams using the emergency yeah. loan exemptions and calling guys up out of nowhere. And you're just like, right. I, the okay. functionality of a proper taxi squad where they adhere by the rule that you have to be on a taxi squad for seven days before you can join the NHL lineup, I think is dope. Yeah. The taxi squad that exists and just gets ignored because you can call up whoever, whenever you want, not as dope. So. I, I also think it's good for the teams. Because to some of these teams, they go on they go on road trips and they've got one guy, two guys maybe, you know. Oh, and then somebody gets hurt and they have to pull a guy out of the from the AHL. They have to pull him out of a hotel room at at eleven o'clock at night and put him on a, you know, he's got to connect three times to get to where he's going to be, and he shows up at. You know, he shows up at seven o'clock in the morning and he hasn't slept and like yeah, it's it doesn't some of that madness. It doesn't sure. do that guy any good to get like do you remember do you remember when the Avs uh called up Pavel Francois the first time? Yep. Uh that game in Arizona 
that I covered in person. And they called and him up like three hours before he needed to be well, there. <laughs> they they called they called him up and like he like he joined the team at like six o'clock in the morning. Yep. And so he didn't sleep the night before because he was traveling. And it was like, okay, well, you don't have an option to play him now. You know, and so I think that I think that the taxi squad could be could be a thing that's actually helpful because it just they because they travel with the team, it it would give it it would eliminate the need for e-bugs entirely because you just would always have a third goaltender hanging around. Although I would probably remove that requirement that you yeah, always I, have to have a third goaltender. I I would remove a lot of the requirements. You probably would not require a minimum of four guys. You could run with two or three on it if you wanted. Yeah, so. I would I would think the taxi squad is probably more of a two to four player yeah. uh, size of squad. But like I think I think it gives uh, personally I just think it's it's better for the teams and it's better for the players. Because instead of now being called up and having to travel and do all this crazy shit to join the team, you can just, you're already traveling with them. You're already practicing with them. You just drop into the lineup and you play. Well, and it's a win-win for some of those AHL tweeners too. You get on the taxi squad and you get your NHL salary. I mean, yeah. I mean, the guys, the... Obviously, that's like a guy like TJ TJ Tynan. Yeah, you know he's making four hundred thousand dollars in the AHL. He's, he's doing all right, but he's he's pretty happy. But whatever, doing whatever. Look at, but look at someone like uh, someone on an ELC. Let's just let's not. Yeah, the, I mean, somebody that's making seventy thousand dollars in the AHL yeah. is making their a is making their NHL salary every day. Yeah, that's great for them. For uh, I can see the players being all for it. And remember, the taxi squad doesn't count against the cap. Yep. So it's just money being paid, not it doesn't hurt your situation. So yeah. I can see I can see why ownership wouldn't wouldn't be thrilled about this because they're paying NHL money to these guys to sit around. For sure. But they already do that to healthy scratches every night anyway. So what's a yeah. couple more? I just think that it's I don't know. I I as the year has gone on, the more I've been like, you know, the taxi squad is a thing that you could just keep. Agreed. Evan? I, you know, I, yeah, it's nice to get paid, but I also wonder how much these players truly enjoy it because you look at a guy like, you know, like you mentioned TJ Tynan. He was on the taxi squad for a couple. He's been on the taxi squad multiple times this year. Hasn't gotten into a game. He's just sitting there practicing. How much yeah. competitively do these guys actually like just yeah. being That's being fair. practice dudes? And like I, how much how much is it hurting their potential to get future jobs? You know, a guy like Tynan is an established AHL player, so he's I, not going to have a hard time. But look at look at like the 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 tweeners. You know, the guys, a guy, an example that like a Travis Barron type. You know, he hasn't really been on the taxi squad, but he's going to struggle to find. An abundance of job offers when his ELC expires. So, if he's not getting any game time in anywhere, that's hurting his future prospects for sure. And and I do think there would have to be something going on there where, like, especially as teams more now more than ever have their AHL squads relatively local, 
there ha there would have to be some sort of assignment system where it's like, oh, all right, if if the Avs and the Eagles are both at home this weekend, you can keep him tagged as a taxi squad guy, but he can go play some AHL games. There, yeah, I mean, there would have to be there would have to be a limit. Sure, like, there, like, like you can only be on the taxi squad X amount of time without playing in a game. Right, like if you hit fifteen days or whatever, you're eligible to go. Yeah play an AHL game or something that way that way it keeps it it keeps it moving and it keeps guys in action because having a guy that just sits there on your taxi squad Sorry. the entire season like that's not that's not good for anybody yeah yeah because you look at the way the abs have used it this year like how, what did they just do Jason Megna was on the taxi squad for a couple weeks and then as soon as like a spot opens up they're like you haven't played in a couple weeks we don't want to play you like you're rusty we're gonna call up Cowd and all those guys like Obviously, I think that's the right move, but doesn't that kind of suck for a guy like Megan? Well, and that's where that's where the emergency loan rules get thrown out, and yeah. the, if you you have to promote from the taxi squad comes into play. Yep. So that they you can't bypass it like that. You have to have a guy go straight from your tag. He has to be on the taxi squad for a week, and then he has to be able to, and then he's allowed to get into the NHL. And it has to it has to be a straight line like that. There's no. Because the, the emergency loan rules is why that gets circumvented this yep. year. Why the apps are just nonsense. able to do whatever they want to do. Where they're yep. just like, oh, well, we've bypassed all of this. Well, yeah. And the other aspect of this is what Daniel brings up. That the CHL-NHL agreement yep. is expiring. And we've seen, you know, it's so funny. Ruto, you and I have been big advocates for teenagers in the AHL. Yep. And we keep getting told. This is not a place for teenagers. This is not where you develop kids. And look around at all of the guys who you don't have to look drafted further than Loveland, man. John I mean, Luke Foodie is going off. <laughs> it's not. It's not just John Luke Foodie though. You look at no. You're right. You're right. There's a bunch of guys who jumped straight to the AHL from the OHL and were successful. Yep. Now, a big caveat here that the AHL's overall quality this year is way down because you do have a bunch of AHL veterans on taxi squads. So those guys, those guys have been able to jump in and, and produce against a more compromised a, a version of the AHL, but their level of success tells you if anybody, if anybody tries to make the, the any kind of an argument that you can't develop Teenagers in the you very AHL clearly can this know. season, this entire season. There are too many examples of it that 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 slap that down. Yep. And so I think I think the NHL should look at that CHL NHL agreement and it expiring and just be like, at very least, push for the nineteen year olds. We're good. Yep. I mean, the CHL has been lauded as the best development league in in the world and. Tons of talent comes out of there and blah, 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 blah. It's been great. It's a it's an amazing development avenue for tons of players to get into the league. But it's also become obvious that there are players who get stuck there. Yep. They spend years doing accomplishing nothing, gaining very little. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like we're talking like like Bo, what would Bo and Byram Right, have gained had he gone back there this year. Nothing had the abs had the abs not been willing to be like you're an NHL player. By the way, we're just going to do this. 
And he wasn't he wasn't allowed to go to the AHL. Like there's an obvious there there are obvious examples. Like Jonathan Duran, how much would he have benefited back in the day from hanging out and scoring 110 points again for no reason? Yeah. Instead of that extra year where he just lays waste to the queue, he goes to the AHL instead. How much how much does that ben how much more does that benefit him? You know, in the long run. We'll never know because he got stuck in in the queue. Yep. And and I think this year has been in a way like the CHL's worst nightmare. Well, the OHL doesn't play at all. And all these OHL players go into the AHL right away as teenagers and find high I mean, levels not, of success. And it's not just the AHL either. We've saw a number of OHL kids find success in European leagues this year too. Yeah. The ones that sought out a play earlier in the year. So I mean the Brant Clark is going to be drafted somewhere in the top 15 and he took, he took his roadshow to Slovakia of all places. Yep. So it, yeah, definitely not a great look for the CHL as far as maintaining that agreement, but as certainly not as is like if they want to, they want there, there clearly need to be some modifications to that thing. Yep. Because now what like foodie goes back to the OHL for another year. Cool. <laughs> that would be so much. I what Austin Matthews did his draft year was so awesome. I wish more yep. players would do that. Agreed. It there are some weird rules about being able yeah. to play in Europe depending on age, but just and and that's part of the problem. Like I truly believe if you're about development of the players, you should have as many avenues open to them as possible to get better, to get what they need out of a season. And the current CHL agreement doesn't accomplish that. Yeah. So that is what it is. Um, we can take our second period break on that note, as we are brought to you all by Gabby insurance. That's G a B I.com slash DNVR head on over there and check out your home and auto insurance. Pretty much guarantee you'll save some money from them one way or another. The average user saves $961 from them. So, just check it out. It's completely free. You can get your info in there and see where you can save money yourself on your insurance. Highly recommend it if you haven't checked them out yet. It's it's free money in your pocket. Just waiting there for you to take, basically. So jump on it. Check them out today. We're also brought to you by Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for a long time now. And you can hit them up online at dnvrmortgage.com where you can get a free consultation as well as your chance to win some free DNVR merch. So check them out today. They will get you not only a great rate on your home loan, but they look at your full financial picture as Mike is a certified financial planner. So it's coverage, top to bottom, everything you need when it comes to the home loan market. Check them out today. Again, dnvrmortgage.com, or you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Last but certainly not least, we have the Colorado Exos, who won again last weekend. They are now 4-1 and one on the season over in Rugby Town, USA, at Infinity Park in Glendale, now the home of the USA men's and women's teams. They're trying a new experiment here with the Colorado Exos, taking athletes from backgrounds including football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field, 
athletes with the necessary skills to excel at rugby, including a few former professional NFL players. So you know these guys have talent. They're trying to teach them the game of rugby and create a winning team, which so far so good. You can check out more about them at Infinity Park in Glendale. And of course, be sure to follow DNVR Rugby on Twitter and our man Colton Strickler as well, who takes you behind the scenes with locker room interviews, many things like that has 101 pods as well for those that want to learn the game. We regularly do watch-alongs as well. I imagine we'll, at least us, we'll do a bit more of that once this wild NHL season <laughs> slows down yeah. a little bit. But <laughs> once we have a minute to breathe. Yeah, for sure. So it's, uh, it's a good time, though. Definitely check it out. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, uh, anime got his bow jersey and the Four Norsemen shirt. You love to see it. Fashion show at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, it's been a weird year, to say the least. Uh, are there any other specific changes that you guys wanted to touch on? Mm-hmm. I guess... I would love a shorter season, but yeah, that's never happening. Too. 82 is a lot, man. I think I think this season is, has shown like 65 and I'm good. Yeah. Like I could I could go for a little bit longer, certainly more spread out than this. Um, but I, like somewhere in the 60s, it's like, okay, I think I'm set. I used to love the 82 game season, but as I've gotten older, I'm like, I don't have time. 82 games is just too much. Like, I mean, the, there's just too many meaningless. It, like we're already seeing meaningless games at certain points too. In a like, regular year, like you hit March, and how many teams' games just don't matter? Yeah, like they're just playing for a a draft spot. <laughs> so, and then they sit out their best players. Like Lark, Detroit's just like Larkin's done. <laughs> yeah, like they they don't want to risk injury for carrying over into next year, and so they're just like okay. Played, yeah. played, you know, send in the clowns. <laughs> uh, to answer Pin King's super chat, something like an NFL practice squad, not really. Uh, the NFL practice squads is kind of own crazy thing. Where it's, like it's, it's similar. It would be a lot smaller. It would. Well, it's you can't yeah. sign people off of other people's yeah. practice squads either, though. Like it, it's a little bit different in that regard. Yeah, and they don't have a development league to go. Yeah, right. Play in. Yeah. Those guys are literally just practice dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, some of them find their way onto the NHL or MLB or NFL teams, whatever. <laughs> they all have practice squads, all right? I guess MLB calls it the taxi squad, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I look, it, there are. I think a lot of negative things to take out of a season like this as well. I've, I've hated it so much. Yeah. <laughs> things that it's like, please don't do this again. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the postseason because it'll be the first time I get to watch extensively other teams. Yep. Um, my gosh though. Yeah. I, I was told you guys before I've watched less hockey this year than, any other year before in the NHL, just because I don't, I'm, I don't want to keep watching these same teams play each other over and over well, I, again. 
I mean, I do think part of that is the condensed schedule, right? Because and the Avs will play, and then they have a day off, and it's like, all right, this is the day the Avs are off. I'm going to take the time that I have, <laughs> and then the next day the Avs will play. So it, there's never that second day off where it's like, all right, let's see what's going on with other random teams around the league. Yeah, well, especially this year because it's like the the late games are always the ones that I like watching, and it's like, oh, I've seen these teams a million times. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to watch Anaheim San Jose play pretty much ever again. Like, <laughs> I would be fine never seeing Anaheim ever again. So, <laughs> yeah, and and then you get the Eastern teams like I'm, NBC already promotes like it's Boston New York like every other day, and it's yeah. just like I don't need to keep watching these teams play. Yep. Definitely drags after the, especially, and I think that's something the NHL did well pre-COVID is you got to see tons of different matchups all the time. Like if you're not, if you're watching just random teams, this interdivision thing, it's like, oh, come watch these two teams play. It's like, well, I've seen them four times already. Why would I continue to, to do this to myself? So I, I do think it makes it significantly harder to branch out and get interesting games in that regard. Maybe that's what's just going to make the Final Four so much more interesting as you like, haven't you have seen no these teams play yeah. at all this yeah. year. This it's is actually going to be interesting. Gonna be, it's definitely going to be interesting because like, we all talk about whoever comes out of the Canadian division is going to face an actual NHL defense for the first time this year. What's that going to be like for them? You know, what is what a culture shock. But, you know, if Toronto comes out of that thing, that's such a that's such a high powered offense. You know, there's only one Austin Matthews out there having the kind of year that he's having. There's only one Connor McDavid out there having the kind of year that he's having. One of those guys is if one of those guys comes out of that thing. I mean, that's oh, you're going up against NHL defense. Yeah, but other teams are going up against that for the first time, too. You know, you look at Colorado, Colorado's been sitting nice and pretty in their division, knowing that top to bottom, the top 10 players in the division, they have like four or five of them. <laughs> and and them getting into them getting into a different, you know, a, a different series here against some of these other teams, it's it's, you know. It's gonna be it's gonna be way different. If the Avs weren't dominating, do you think it would be more fun? I really enjoy the Vegas miniseries. No, I don't think it would be more fun. The I Vegas think... series, yes. The miniseries has been just almost like the other ones to me. Yeah, I'm. The Vegas games have legitimately been just like good hockey. Yeah, for yeah, they been, well, in in like. Well, that's the last series in Denver was nice because it was the first like normal set of circumstances, but there was no Petrangelo. So there was kind of an asterisk there. And that was kind of the concern about, you know, this, this year or or the, this upcoming, this week upcoming, you know, if there's no Ranton and then there's no Grubauer, how, you know, especially no Grubauer, how telling is it that Mark Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard are going against Devin Dubnik? Like, what how what if you, if Vegas was playing Oscar Dansk would would how, like what kind of I guess it'd be a big asterisk on I, that on that but the, other than other than like those little details it's been it's those those two teams just 
smashing into each other has been awesome. Yeah, I, I should qualify. The question is if the Avs weren't dominating, and I took that to say if the Avs weren't playing as well. If, yeah, because, I mean, if they weren't smoking all these bad teams, it, I think it would be a bigger concern. Well, I I don't think it would be more fun either because then you'd be watching slog game after slog <laughs> game where the Avs just also are not a good hockey team. Mm-hmm. Now, if some of these weaker teams were better and playing up closer to the Avalanche's level, that's a different story. Then you're watching a lot more good hockey. But we're not <laughs> watching that much good hockey outside of the, the two series that you mentioned. So it is what it is, I guess. I don't know. Oh, dog alert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw it this time. <laughs> <laughs> So look, I mean, I'm, uh, certainly some level of normalcy and getting back to that, I think will help the NHL a lot, but I don't, I definitely don't know about sticking to completely divisional first two rounds in the playoffs either. I hate it because you want to see something new and interesting. You just, just one in one through eight, like yeah. just one through eight, this whole forcing rivalries and all of that stuff, all of the league's best rivalries happened organically. Not because the league got cute and set them up. Yep. When Minnesota was losing to Chicago in the second round and back to back years in the postseason, and it wasn't particularly competitive. Did anybody enjoy that? Was there anybody having fun other than maybe Chicago fans because they knew they had it in the bag? I mean, I like, kind of, I kind of enjoyed watching them I fail. Mean, <laughs> like, like you put put the Colorado <laughs> rivalry aside. Like, did that accomplish what the league set out to do? No. By having teams play each other, like Colorado and St. Louis have kicked up a nice little rivalry because they keep finding ways to be relevant in each other's in each other's general existence. Being in the same division already accomplishes that. The league doesn't need to force postseason action on top of it. But yeah, Colorado and Arizona going to be any more of a rivalry if Arizona gets the fourth seed and the Avs 4-1 them again? Is it really a, a rivalry has to be competitive, right? Like it can't just be a lopsided thing. One side has to lose to the other. At least on occasion, they can't just be. Yeah, it one has team. to be. It has to be competitive. It's why, yeah. like, like Penguins Flyers has been has been amazing for such a long time, because those teams just trade punches. Yep. You know the. It's been a while since the Flyers got some in, but you know, like it's like Caps Penguins was was all good and well at the start of it because it was like Crosby, old Vetchkin. And then the Penguins dominated it. But then the Caps lost every year, and it was like, (laughs) well, this isn't that much much fun either. Yep. You know? But when the Caps finally did win, it was tremendous theater. It was like, oh, my God, they slayed the demon. They finally did it. Yeah, I it's tough. It's it's certainly tough to manufacture that kind of feeling, though. Those are the types of things that just happen organically. Yeah, like you have to, like they didn't need to be forced into a same division. Those team, those teams just kept finding each other. Yep. You know, Boston, Boston, and Toronto isn't any better because the league keeps making them play each other. <laughs> You know, because the league set up a scenario where they just happen to continue to play each other in the first round all the time. Like, 
it's not better because of that. It's not, it's not more fun. Yep. You know, it's always, it's always giggle worthy when Toronto loses in the first round and you're like, nah, Toronto first rounds, right? Like it's like one of the hockey memes, but the league, the league didn't do anything there. Yeah. Agreed. What it, to be honest, wouldn't that rivalry, if you want to call it that, be even more interesting if they occasionally met in the second round instead of the first? It was like, and um, yeah, I mean any round, right? Like, yeah, it, it it doesn't have to be the first round ever. It it's just them continuing to force it, and and to be honest, like to to be honest, like the it it ruins some of some of the the fun when you do force these teams to play each other in the first round yep. because the stakes are automatically lower. If, if, you know, what if, if Boston and, and Toronto found their way to an Easter conference finals, wouldn't that have been significantly more interesting than three straight years of first round? <laughs> yep. Like just one through eight and one and two have to be division winners. They just have to be. Yep. You have to. You have to get a reward for winning your division. That's totally fine. One and two take division winners, and then just go by points through the rest of the conference to eight. Good. I, it, you want to throw a nine to play in the eight seed, sure, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I'm. I like how the NBA did it, where it's like the the higher seed only has to win one game, and the lower seed has to win two. The old losers bracket format. <laughs> yeah, like it's it. it <laughs> It, that way, that way, the regular season still matters. Like, there's still reason to finish sure. in the higher seed. Yeah. If you do the best of three, then it's like, okay, like, yeah, sure, they get home ice advantage. But if you did a, if you did a, you know, all right, you go home ice advantage, and they only have to win one game. You go full in NA Star League, and you play a best of nine. Oh, and if God. the loser wins it, you have to play another best of nine. What an awful format! <laughs> best dude. of nine. <laughs> what is the purpose of that? <laughs> well, Starcraft games happen a lot faster than hockey. Games. Yeah, yes, they do. <laughs> well, best of best of nines only. I mean, those are still long. They, the second best of nine gets a little out of control, <laughs> but. Oh, just just sneaking onto camera. Mm-hmm. Your, your dog's a, a star now. <laughs> He's asleep already. Wow, that's. I wish I could fall asleep that fast. I thought you said star. Like in their uh, Chinese hockey league, some star. I don't know. Oh, probably. And yeah, I, no. you said Starcraft. I was like, oh, okay. That makes a little <laughs> more sense than like a hockey team playing a best of nine series. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That would be painful. Yeah. It's like when I asked McKinnon, I was trying to get his opinion on the eight games or whatever. Well, I was trying to get his opinion on like going to a city twice, playing games and being done with it to make it easier for travel. And he thought I was asking, do you like playing the same teams over and over again? And he just like immediately changed like, no, I hate it. I'm sick of this. <laughs> like, all right, I'm, a, I'm with you there. But that's what not what I was asking. <laughs> well, <laughs> you tried. Yeah. Chat wants to know your doggo's name. Uh, his name is Hamlet. Like the Shakespearean. Play. All right, there you go. Now you know. Yep, he's a furball. <laughs> uh, so we can move into our our final thoughts here. And the general consensus seems like we're all ready to at least go back to normal divisions 
in the NHL, a more more standardized regular season, even if we do want it to be shorter. Uh, but maybe add in the two game, three game sets. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, not too in too many major changes for us, but no, I don't need to be. Hockey's great. Agreed. Shorten the regular season. Give us some series. Give, give us the two game series, and let's a taxi squad, and let's roll. Let there prospects play in the AHL. NHL, we're available to be hired for the front <laughs> office anytime. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> are you someone's son? Then no, you're not available. <laughs> someone in the league's son. It's. I mean, all those guys. I mean, you even look at you look at the next like wave of Colorado scouts. It's like, yep, the guys, the guys <laughs> showing up, the guys showing up at Avs games. It's like. Boy, there's a whole lot of juniors on this list. The, the, the son of Sackick and Bates Battaglia. And it's like, okay. Well, the way she goes, I suppose. Old boys club may never die. Uh, <laughs> oh, it definitely. It just <laughs> cycle continues forever, brother. Yeah, for sure. Uh, on that note, we're going to wrap up today's podcast. Hope you all enjoyed. Thank you so much for watching, listening, however you consume it. Be sure to like and subscribe if you are watching here on YouTube, as that does help us out a ton. If you want to know when we go live, you can hit that notification bell as well to find out every single time. Yeah, abs play tomorrow afternoon, so you get an afternoon pod from us on that one. Should be fun. Should be a good, uh, fun little weekend. Thank you, everyone, and we will see you guys tomorrow. (laughs) 